What's up? It's Alex here with another episode of the List My Products e-commerce podcast. Today, I'm joined by Ross Stockdale from Perpetual Equity. Ross, how are you doing today? Hey, Alex. Thanks for having me on, man. Rock solid. So Ross was telling me um, how he got started in the, uh, eventually found himself in private equity, first starting in the marketing industry, right? When you were in school, you were telling me you would pre-build the websites for companies and show them you know, hey, um, this is what it this is what it looks like, right? Sometimes you try and sell someone a product without testimonials. I've been there, right? Mm-hmm. Trying to start this company, um, and it's hard for someone to kind of envision it. Um, and then I, today I've seen that with people like Chase Rennier and his SEO audits he pushes. But you mind describing, you know, the struggle in the beginning, you know, when you're just getting this off the ground. Yeah, absolutely. So in the beginning, I graduated college in 2013. And my major was English literature and philosophy. So I was a humanities graduate and no one was really bursting my door down to hire someone in 2013 with that degree. So I had to show value first and foremost. In order to do that, I would create a product, show show the result of my work doing SEO, and then basically sell the result that was tangible. Because a lot of digital marketing, sure, you can do activity and that's great, but At that time in 2013, ranking for keywords was king. So I approached, luckily there were many business owners in the area that were not tech savvy. I identified that if you were in the Amish construction business, if you were in the real estate business, if you were an operator that was 50 years old and older in 2013, it's likely that you either didn't have a website or your website wasn't performing very well. So I wanted to show the solution off the bat to make the sales process easier. Absolutely. And so that's, uh, that's a lot of grit, right? I know a lot of the people you approach probably were thinking, we've done it so long like this. Why do we need this? Right. And what are some of the, the common objections that you ran into when you were, you know, when you're doing this? So that's a great question. I would say some of the most common objections were, you know, if, if you're so good at this, why don't you have uh, your own, like, what's your company? Uh, where's your staff? Oh, you're just one kid? Yeah, high, uh, likely story. So I didn't have the, the business card and the, the financing behind me and the staff in the office. So yeah. a lot of those business owners, the, the traditional success signals weren't there. And they're just like, no way. I'm not getting scammed into giving you money. So um what that led me to was the idea that I could take a full-time job doing that and building up my resume for someone else, even though I did have a resume for, um, for myself, building it for somebody else in an established company. I felt like that was a, a smooth next, next uh, step. So trying to side hustle my own business and put it on the back burner. Right on. And so that experience, you know, working for other people did go with your resume and you know, you have a unique journey, right? So as we spoke about off camera, you and your family's history in real estate, just listen to your story there. It was almost like you were laying the foundation, right? Working with construction companies, connecting with people in the real estate space. You know, how did you, you know, leverage the digital marketing side to eventually enter in the real estate field, which became, you know, your private equity firm you operate now? Yeah, absolutely. So the shortest way I could describe that is I 
build a portfolio. And the office that I was working at was down the street from the office of one of my good friends from college. Mm -hmm. So we had a kind of lost touch. He had moved away from central Pennsylvania and came back and invited me to lunch at the sushi restaurant that we'd see each other at during our respective lunch breaks. So uh -huh. he had said to me, Hey, How I is want central to Pennsylvania sushi, by the way, just curious. I'm sure it could be way better elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Anyway, the, the sushi is not what I brag home about. Um, so with meeting with him, he goes, hey, would you want to build me a website for my, at the time it was a real estate syndication platform. He wanted to sort of build a fund and acquire as many multifamily unit apartment doors as possible. I said, hey, uh, you're just starting this? He goes, yeah. I said, instead of building a website and charging you for a one-off project, what about, have you ever thought about having a partner? So at that point, two weeks later, sign operating agreement for Perpetual Equity Group with the intention of doing real estate. And then a week after that, I started school to get my license. So became licensed and around February, middle of February, right around Valentine's Day before COVID hit, we had our first 216 units under uh, agreement from our LOI and uh, we were in good shape. So. COVID hit and that really changed everything. So a lot of the people I speak to, you know, some people audience know I from back on real estate, you know, those, um, you know, rent minimum moratoriums, so there are a lot of problems there, especially when it comes to the NOI, you know, the net operating income, you know, turning over. Um, and I want to touch on that, but I also want to take a step back, right? From the e-commerce e podcast, you brought your skills from selling online in a different way to other companies into a non-traditional field, right? The real estate industry. What kind of strategic benefits were you able to show your partner? Because you, know, you leveraged your background. You know, you always had the interest. And, you know, what kind of benefits were you able to parlay, you know, from your previous experience that otherwise he wouldn't have had access to if he didn't work with you? So I guess as far as the benefits of leveraging my skills, I was used to talking to people for 60 to 70 hours a week, running a marketing agency, whether that was managing teams, whether that was doing sales, whether that was coming up with marketing strategies. And um, I was, I'm a pure communicator. And what his day job is, is he's a, he's a backroom financial consultant. So it, really I'm the front of house and he's the back of house. So what, what other benefits I had were, specifically in real estate, the average age of a realtor in our area is like 55 years old, typically a, a mother who is an empty nester, and this is her secondary career. So understanding that demographic of realtors and knowing that I can make a Google My Business profile rank within a day, um, and a lot of them don't have Facebook. So I understood that that, you know, for first time home buyers or specifically for me, for investors, I could just quickly um, create the profiles needed, uh, add content in a certain way that would grab people's attention where the majority of my competition would either not be or would be struggling to do so. I love to hear that, you know, because a lot of the people I know who we help are, you know, a brick and mortar traditional stores. Um, once you get success, though, it can be difficult um, as for some of the younger audience members, right? Because some of my audience is, you know, traditional business owner, they're really not going to branch out. 
some of my audience are former people like, like yourself here who are really crushing it and their first industry, right? You're someone who's kind of cross fields, right? So what I'm getting from you is if you want to create a second, you know, opportunity stream, find a way to leverage what you've already got, right? Those are really valuable skills. And so why don't you tell me a little bit about Perpetual Equity Group and, you know, what, um, what types of multifamily you guys are you're going after nowadays? Sure, absolutely. We started as a real estate syndication platform. And after COVID, about a month in, Pennsylvania, I'll rewind a bit. Pennsylvania was the only state that deemed real estate non-essential when COVID happened. So I had 10 leads for residential sales. I started the year really hot in 2020. And the deals that I had on the table were off the table. Being self-employed, my, my recurring uh, projects were either finished around the time of COVID and I was starting new ones with companies that either went out of business because they were construction, renovation, et cetera, or, or they cut their marketing budget because I was working with small businesses. So I had zero income going. And for, for me, I needed to find work pronto. I leveraged all my savings going all in as an e-commerce entrepreneur. So what I did was I went on to Indeed and look, just applied for jobs. And I found a company in New Holland, Pennsylvania, so east of Lancaster, that was in need of digital marketing help. I, you know, during my interview, before we left, we had our first lead for private equity to, for a small business looking to sell. So I told them what we had raised for real estate. They told me that that was the number they wanted to sell their business for. Before I was hired, I was, you know, we were starting the acquisition process. So since then, we acquired- to a job interview and you bought the company. Yeah. So right the, the, the owner that uh, hired me at the time, now I sit at his desk. So less than two years later. So I'm actively the chief marketing officer there and I am a co-owner and I sort of act as head of company or president, but our business structure is a little bit uh, non-traditional. So for all intents and purposes, I'm the president of the company. Right on, Mr. Stockdale, right? <laughs> now, let me tell you, I've spoken to a few people on mergers and acquisitions before, right? Some are in e-commerce specifically, some people um, in banks. Um, you know, what kind of companies would you say would be your specialty? If someone's in the audience who might be a customer of ours, is deciding maybe this business is no longer for me, who would be your ideal client to reach out and say, hey, buy my business? Sure, that's a great question. So where we're currently at, our strategy is based on sustainability uh, agriculture, lifestyle. We're very much so a American, traditional American way of life. So we're in the equestrian industry. We sell everything but the horse. Basically, if you're a cowboy, we probably have what you what you want. And if you're a what they call a traditional English rider, we probably have what you want. So our parent company specializes in insurance and financial sec sector. So we have insurance agencies. We talk to companies and carriers. We also are getting into the agricultural startup space. So we have several cannabis industry startups. We have acquired three other equestrian companies since last June. So we're aggressively growing there. But what I want to do is own the supply chain. If you're a manufacturer that's struggling, we're looking to help. If you're into growing products, if you're into growing, I'm sorry, food or obtaining raw materials and manufacturing, we're here to help. If you are a fast-moving startup, 
that's looking for business management, for marketing, for everything else, but what you're good at doing, we're here to help. And if you're an established distribution, logistics, sort of a warehouse company that's looking to speed up your, your e-commerce, uh, happy to help you there. Um, we're also start, we started a marketing company at the beginning of the year. So Perpetual Marketing Group, PMG, that is uh, another space we're breaking into the service industry. And within our company, Perpetual Equity Group, we own Charlene Management Services. So what that is, is an outsourced CFO service. We offer financial um, services like backroom. Basically, it's a lot cheaper to use us than it is to hire a CFO and we'll do a great job. Ross, that's a great segue. You, you also have a podcast, right? The uh, PMG Podcast, is that right? Yeah, the PMG Pod. That is our, that is our channel. I finished our first eight episodes today. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you can download a podcast. And Ross, those and all my audience, those episodes will be linked in the description below. So Ross, you know, looking ahead, right? And as we kind of come to the end of this interview here, you know, I hear a lot of opportunities brewing, right? You know, but I also want to be, you know, the world's changing a lot. And, you know, someone who's in a position to touch a lot of diversified businesses, what are some, um, you know, things to keep an eye on that you guys might be privy to from your position? So we take a very interesting approach. So a lot of private equity companies look at the numbers and the bottom line and are looking to make a quick turnaround and make something profitable. So we almost feel like typical private equity is almost cutthroat or incredibly competitive and not as compassionate. Our core values are to preserve, enrich, and grow. We do that in industries that we find to be recession-proof and, and enduring and not so much in hot stock opportunities. So to answer the question um, of how we look at the market, we, we sort of measure the effects of what bad things are going on around the world. And we try to help as many people to stave off and not necessarily be as negatively impacted by the disaster in the world. We, we know that you know, Ukraine and Russia produce 15% of the world's fertilizer, 47% of the world's uh, seed oils. So we're looking at how do we get more nutrient dense soil and agriculture in the United States? We know that um, China and Southeast Asia exports a ton of consumer goods. We're looking at how can we create manufacturing jobs in the United States to, to, go, to mitigate against the, the delays and the increased costs to create more American jobs and more affordable, high quality products here. Um, we want to help with the mental health and obesity epidemic in, in the United States. So we want to grow healthy foods and do natural medicines so that people can address their mental health needs. Um, we look at the problem, we're entrepreneurs. We look at the problem, we wanna find the best solution that's long-term and not a quick fix. I love to hear that. I love to hear that. Now, Ross, I want to thank you again for coming on today. That was really um, unique as an interview, um, not just from your starting point, your ending point, but the way you're, you're going about items. Um, you know, I, I really have a, a deep appreciation for how you see the world. Appreciate it, Alex. Thank you for having me on. It was a pleasure. Right on. Until next time.